Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. John Cena could be winding things down. He doesn't want you to believe that, but he's considering it. Hello, and welcome to the WrestleTalk review of Friday Night SmackDown, October 20th, 2023. That's the one. I'm your host, Tempest, alongside not Sat Niangi. It's it's Sat E Day. It's Sat E Time. What's causing all this? You don't even know where that's from. It's Dragon Ball Z. Oh, it's well the done. fusion dance. It is the fusion I dance. I know. Fusion ha, etc. Etc. Yeah. I'll never get used to sitting on this side of the table with you sat on that side of the it's table. It's weird. I'm it not in my weird. normal seat. Yeah, the um, hierarchy on the Russell Talk podcast is has changed. It shifts. Uh yes, that's off today. So I'm here instead. And we're here to You're talk welcome. about SmackDown. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So the first thing we're going to get into here on this show, make sure, of course, that if you haven't already, you've liked this video and subscribe to the Russell Talk podcast. So you never miss a fun podcast just like it. And then what, this what, one. Why did I think you were going with a very different F word for that one? <laughs> <laughs> you don't miss a podcast. Yeah, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not on we this show. We keep it clean on this here show. Yeah. We don't want to give more work to, to Vinny as he yeah. edits the podcast yeah. version of this. But we will get into our review here of SmackDown because this show featured one particular megastar, that being John Cena, Wabba-dee. who may or may not be winding things down. We've mm. kind of been waiting for this little short run of John Cena to come to an end. You know, things are are picking up in Hollywood again mm-hmm. and, and such, and he was very frank with his answer that, yeah, I'm here because they're on strike, and when they're done striking, I'm leaving. It makes WWE look rubbish. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm here for my second option. <laughs> Listen, this is just a hobby to me now. Yeah. I come back when I need something to do. Exactly, yeah. So he came out for this episode of SmackDown, and he starts very solemn, mm. you know? He's like, I got some bad news or, yeah. or whatever. I was told something. Some harsh truths. Some harsh, and I was like, my God, did he find out that he's got like spinal stenosis or yeah. something? Like, yeah, are yeah, we, yeah. did I miss something this week? Uh-huh. Have I missed a Talk news episode? Mm-hmm. Never. But 
That is not what he is talking about. What he is talking about is he was told there was a very special number, and that number is 2002, which is also the year he debuted. So I was, I was like, where are we going? I was going to say that. I was going to show off my big brain knowledge. Big brain knowledge. Oh, I don't get to do that very often. No. He says it has been 2002 days, 2003 now, since he last won a televised singles match, which is a little bit bonkers. Yeah. Considering this is a guy who main evented a big four pay-per-view in between that time. What did he do to get that title shot, I wonder? <laughs> but regardless, do you know off the top of your head who that match was against 2002 days ago? Uh, I think I, I read it in your, in your in your review script. Look, I read the, the scripts that we do for the videos. I'm sorry. Boo. So I do know, yes. Yes. I would not have known had I not looked it up because I was like, oh, it's probably like Elias because mm -hmm. they were wrestling each other in 2018 and I could see John Cena winning that match. No, the correct answer is Triple H at the Greatest Royal Rumble event yeah. as well. So that's like April 2018. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Well over five years since John Cena has won a televised singles match, which That's is wild. simply bonkers. Yeah. This greatest of all time they mm -hmm. keep talking about yeah. hasn't won a singles match in five years, which is just ludicrous. But anywho, this has really gotten John Cena down. Mm. You know, he, he's really worked up by this. And the crowd just starts chanting, thank you, Cena, thank you, Cena. And he says, you have no idea how much it means to me to hear you say that. And he starts contemplating retirement. Boo, Boo, said the crowd. And they start firing him up. And he says, no, we're going to change the math. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get a win. I'm going to get the much needed win that I need. And it's going to be a real bad day for the next idiot to walk through that curtain. I'm expecting mm -hmm. a referee to slide into the ring here. Yep. None none arrive. Yep. Solo Sokoa arrives, though. Mm -hmm. He comes down to the ring. This is continuing the bloodline stuff that we have seen for the last month, two months, whatever it's been. He comes down to the ring. They kind of have a stare off. Stare down. Face off. Face down. <laughs> <laughs> and they start to brawl. And Jimmy Uso immediately comes down to the ring as well. And he, I want to have quotation marks, big bunny ears around this, hits <laughs> a super kick. Cena had basically fallen over before Jimmy had landed the kick. This was not the best super kick I've ever seen. <laughs> but they two-on-one Cena here until Jimmy gets pulled out of the ring by a man in a mask. And that man is revealed to be Jey Uso getting Ooh. revenge for having the tag team titles taken away from him on Raw. And they fight. Jimmy gets put over the barricade. The officials and security are dragging Jey Uso away, and then John Cena hits an AA on Solo. So no match here. Mm -hmm. John Cena did not, in fact, write the math and correct this losing streak he's been on for over five years. But I would like to imagine that he is going to be facing Solo Sokoa in the near future, and he will probably win. A crown jewel. Probably a crown jewel. And that's sort of where we left things here. Mm -hmm. There was some backstage bits, which we'll get to later. But John Cena acknowledging that he is, I guess, kind of in his Tanahashi phase, <laughs> yeah. his Yuji Nagata phase, 
where he's the legend. He comes in, he works tags, and he he can win the tags. Mm -hmm. But in terms of top level singles competition, he doesn't have it anymore mm -hmm. and wants to prove that he does. Yeah. How do we feel about this direction for John Cena, especially considering it probably isn't going to be around much longer? No, I I feel like. I feel like he kind of just threw out the word retirement for the angle. Because mm -hmm. it was, I've got this 2002 day losing streak in, in televised singles matches. Uh, and I think they've done this story. And it's a good story. I like the idea of him being on this big old thing. And he doesn't realize because he's been winning tag matches and stuff. And he's just kind of hit him just gone, oh, oh, I need to fix this. Oh, I'm washed. Yeah. And oh, okay. And then they do the big moment at Crown Jewel where he gets a win. And everyone goes, well, hey, he got a win. And then he goes away. And I think that'll be it until he comes back for the next time, whenever that is, and puts over Austin Theory again or something. Um, so I, I feel like they just threw out the retirement word just to try and, like, invigorate the segment with something. I don't know if it's necessarily a, a big retirement tease or anything like that. Wouldn't surprise me if it was, if this was the first hint of, like, this is going to be one of my last runs. I don't think he is going to retire after this run is done. I still think he's got at least three more in him probably you think he's gonna uh, win that 17th title no you think he's you think that's gone that that's done away with i think so that's yeah wild yeah it does seem like a wasted opportunity but also i also don't want to see it well so, yeah like... that that's fair it did feel like for years then they were like oh number 16 mm -hmm. and then like he got it and they were like Okay, we gave him that, so it was, now it's number 17! Mm -hmm. And then they teased number 17 for so long, where it's like, well, now it's just never going to happen. Yeah. And now they're just tied. Mm-hmm. Feels very strange. Yeah, it, it's a, a weird storytelling opportunity, especially because when he did challenge for the title that would have been his 17th, it was never really the focus of the story. Mm -hmm. It was always something else, and it was just like, oh, why didn't you capitalizing on this momentum that you could break? But whatever, it doesn't matter. Um... Yeah, I, I don't think he's necessarily retiring retiring anytime soon. I think it was more brought up for this angle. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is the start of him winding down even more than he already has been. Uh, and maybe he only has a couple more returns and short runs in him left uh, before this is it. So maybe they're just, you know, prepping the crowd to be like, this is where we're heading at some point soon. So be prepared for it. Yeah, I don't think necessarily winding things down is in relation to like or not going to be here as much is in relation to a looming retirement mm -hmm. i i agree i think he's probably got a few more wrestlemania runs in him and yeah. such but he'll be headed back to hollywood shortly for though. sure yeah you know so he's not going to be on tv past probably the next pay-per-view maybe mm -hmm. survivor series if you really want to stretch it yeah you know even still, that's like a month away. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot more time that we have here on this current run with John Cena. So I don't know. It's just curious that the build for the big win, I would imagine that'll be something that'll take place at Crown Jewel because that yeah. seems like the kind of filler arc thing that we usually get with these Saudi shows. 100%. I think that fits there for a lot of reasons. After that, I don't really know what we do with John Cena. I don't yeah. think he quite fits the role of the guy who just comes in, puts over the young guy, Austin Theory, and maybe that's just because it was Austin Theory, but I would like 
the next time for something like that to happen, for there to be a little bit more. Yeah. You know, if we got the John Cena, Cody Rhodes Mm -hmm. deal this time around, like Cody reportedly wanted, I think that could have been a better use of that sort of story for John Cena. Granted, that would be totally different from what we have ended up getting. So you'd have to rewrite a lot of things in that regard. But I think he could fit in that sort of role. But opening WrestleMania for the U.S. title, I don't think is the sort of thing I want to see John Cena doing the next time he comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know who he would put over the next time he comes back. I don't know if there is like a you know a, a rising star at the time who he could put over. Because he's been trying to put over... LA Knight through the course of this, but obviously not in a match capacity, just like mm. get, getting the rub capacity. Um, I don't know if there is like a, a maybe like Gunther. I don't know, just someone who can who can beat Cena and, and go sick. You beat him, and maybe they can have some some actual like heat in their story. I don't know what the heat would be about, but I want something important rather than just like Austin Theory. You're kind of like me, but not. Yeah. And like that's it. John Cena wants to be a Grand Slam champion. Yeah. He's never been in a continental champion. Yeah, he wants there to be, you go. That's you something. Yeah. yeah. It's the same story that Sheamus tells, yeah. but it's John Cena, so it's different. Yeah, exactly. And then Gunther can beat the piss out of him. Can you imagine? Uh, I would love it if it was a Brock Lesnar squash. Yeah. Right? Straight on Cena and Gunther just pulverizes him. And Cena's like, oh no, I am washed. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. I don't know exactly where we're going to go with this. I would imagine, like we said, it'll just be a win at, at Crown Jewel. Yeah. But after that, I have no idea. I've seen people throw around like the uh, they both wrestle twice at WrestleMania deal where Cody faces Cena on night one and Roman faces Rock. And then on night two, you have Cody versus Roman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like a parallel. They both sure. wrestle twice type deal. Sure, sure, sure. And that could be cool. You that know, Cody and Cena at WrestleMania night one. I would, I'd be down for that. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. But we will see. Let us know what you think John Cena is going to do in the immediate and extended future in the comments down below. And of course, again, make sure that you've liked this video if you haven't already and hit subscribe and ring that bell to stay notified. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're going to get into the rest of our SmackDown review here because there are other things that happened on this show as well. Crazy. Not a lot of them, but Not a lot some of things. stuff. Yeah. We opened the show with Paul Heyman in the ring, does his spiel, and he talks about L.A. Knight and sending that warning shot to him with a spear the previous week. And then L.A. Knight comes out, and I love this kind of like, jock douchebag thing that people do sometimes mm -hmm. that LA Knight did here where he tells Paul Heyman to take a walk and then he goes to get out of the ring. He's like, well, where are you going? Yeah. Get in the ring. I'm not done with you. And Paul Heyman's like, well, you, you told you, me to you, leave. You told me to go. You told me to leave. Yeah. And then he asks him a question and it's like, oh, shut up. Yeah. Like, it, it just puts Paul Heyman in this very nervous corner. I thought it was very well done. Yeah. And... He starts doing this deal where he's asking him a question and being like, right? And the people are going, yeah, over and over and over again. It was very good call and response. Mm -hmm. But in general, this was a pretty like by the numbers, pay-per-view, uh, pay by the number promo where LA Knight just said like, you don't take a warning shot at LA Knight. If you take a shot at me, you better make sure I stay down. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come for Roman Reigns. I can't stop. I won't stop. Etc. It's a good promo, very well delivered and everything, but this is about as much as you could do on a show where Roman Reigns isn't here. Yep. And the rest of the bloodline was busy elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So it's Paul Heyman talking to LA Knight. It's pretty solid stuff. Yeah. It's Not a, good a lot promo. more to it than that. Yeah. Like during the week, they had announced that it is officially Reigns versus Knight of Crown Jewel. And Knight said as part of this promo, there's going to be the contract signing next week on next week's SmackDown. So there was like the two. That's the two bits they needed to hit for this promo. Was like yeah. the match has been announced, and there's a contract signing next week, and everything around it was Knight being like, "And I'm gonna win," and like, and it was a well delivered promo. It was good. I bet he won't. I bet he won't. Absolutely not. No. So then we had a backstage segment where Bobby Lashley is hyping up Montez Ford for mm -hmm. his match with Santos Escobar, and then they had that match, and it was fine. It was good. You know, yeah. fine yeah. little match. Yeah. I would like to see these two. When they are like kind of established singles guys, mm -hmm. you know, and I granted, I understand that people have been waiting for Montez Ford to be an established singles guy for what feels like five years at this point, mm -hmm. but that's fine. I'll, I'll deal. I'll deal with that. Santos Escobar, likewise. I wish he was a little bit more pushed than he is, but uh, it's fine. These two together, though, I could see being like a really good U.S. title match mm -hmm. a little bit down the line. Yeah. 
I would very much like to see that, and I'd like to see them be given a little bit more time and emphasis put on them because this match, again, was just kind of there. They went back and forth throughout, and then the finish came when Angelo Dawkins, who's at ringside, takes out the rest of the LWO, causing Santos Escobar to turn his attention to him, wipe him out, get back in the ring, and be rolled up with the hand on the tights uh, for the pin. So Montez Ford wins this match, and then afterwards they're all beating down uh, Santos Escobar in the ring after the match and Carlito makes the save with his terrible music. He yes. comes out with his chair and they run off and that's that. Solid fine little match. Yeah. I like Carlito. It, it was what it was. Um, I I like the idea of Ford and Dawkins and stuff actually getting wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I like them to get wins more convincingly in the future but if this is step one that's okay I guess. Um, I do hate the idea though that commentary put over in this match of being like you know Ford's got really great charisma and he's really entertaining but you know can he get serious in matches and it's like he's a former tag champion yeah yes he can we know and they've been like when he was a babyface they were constantly putting over like the crazy athletic ability of Montez Ford it's like we know he can wrestle I hate the idea that like well he's a comedy goof now but can he wrestle for real like that is a weird disconnect from what we know reality to be, you know? Yeah. That little bit of it I'm not not on board with, but the rest of it I like. Well, so, I yeah. don't disagree necessarily because it is mad to think like, oh, the Street Profits can't win. <laughs> yeah. But I think this is much more like it's their commentary code for, well, mm-hmm. can he be a heel? Can he be a heel? Yeah, totally. Which is, is like, does he have that? Killer instinct. Yeah, does he have a killer instinct? Does he have a killer edge? Which yeah. is what we had heard the last few weeks and everything when, you know, the LWO beat the Street Profits because uh, Angelo Dawkins took, like, that extra second of hesitation to capitalize on Bobby Lashley's interference and stuff like that. So at the time, I was like, okay, I kind of see what you're going for here. I can see that that's like, oh, that's kind of interesting that like a second's hesitation for someone who's newly turned heel Mm -hmm. and maybe it wasn't their decision to turn heel, but they've kind of been forced into this new role and they've accepted that, but there's still uh, a period of adaptation that you need to deal with. That's an interesting angle to take this newly heel tag team. Yeah. But... We've now seen that, and they have lent more into that. And for it to now just be that, I don't know if those lines on commentary are helpful mm-hmm. at this point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we'll see where it's going. Yeah. Like, I keep saying that as if this turn hasn't been happening for like three months. It's been a long time. Regardless, we move. Uh, afterwards, we had Rey Mysterio backstage with the LWO and Carlito, who I guess is just in the group, which is yeah, cool, I suppose. Uh, he says that he doesn't want them to back him up when he f- goes face-to-face with uh, Logan Paul later, and he didn't need them, it yeah. turns out, because yeah. there was a very civil discussion that they had. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yeah. We then had a pretty deadly vignette where they're at a spa. They've got their little tootsies in the, uh, you know, in the, in the little foot bath mm-hmm. thing. They're in massage chairs. They're about to go and get a massage. And they're all happy about getting their win last week. And they start getting massage. And they're like, ooh, ooh, this is a little bit tough. And they look up. And, of course, it's the brawling brutes who then just beat the piss out of them. Yeah, they dunk their heads in the foot baths. Oh, dear. In, yeah. in foot water, no less. Foot water. Yeah. There's probably a lot of chlorine in that. Oh, yeah. Burn your eyes. I think, yeah. Yeah. I thought this was a very silly segment. It was shot very sillily. 
that's a word. And uh, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I like the the reveal of them like standing behind them. It was like, and it just <gasps> it was like really over the top dramatic. I mean, that's pretty deadly's forte. So. That is pretty deadly. Yeah, indeed. And then we had another backstage segment <laughs> where Jimmy Uso just comes in and he hypes himself up to Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa, and I was waiting for like. The resolution, the to resolution that. of the segment, but no, he just comes Tim. in and he's like, "What's up, OG? What's up, Solo? <laughs> Listen, the starting quarterback. I mean, Roman's the starter, but he's here. But you know, he's not here, so I'm the quarterback. I'm throwing plays." And then they just like cut to the ring, and I was like, "Oh, all right. Yeah. I don't know what the point of that segment was." But I guess Jimmy Uso now just thinks he's a football player. I don't because know. Because he gets knocked over the barricade in the John Cena segment that came next, we've already talked about. And he was like, time out, time out, time out. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I right think now? Jimmy's very funny. And I think him in this backstage segment and him doing like the timeout stuff after he got hit and stuff is very funny. But like, why? Yeah, <laughs> I don't, not I don't quite know, sure. I don't quite know where they're going with it. Yeah. Anyway, after the John Cena bit we've already talked about, Nick Aldis is backstage with Jay Uso, and he's also there with Adam Pierce, who I don't know why he's here. Ah, for funsies. He's been relieved of these SmackDown mm-hmm. duties. He yep. is not needed anymore. One could argue he was never needed in the first place, yep. considering all the decisions came from upper management. Upper management. But Nick Aldis finds Jey Uso ten grand, and Adam Pierce is like, "Oh well, you should do the same thing to Jimmy Uso. Look what he did to my tag title match on Raw." And Nick Aldis is like, "I don't care about what happens on Raw. I'm the general manager of SmackDown," which like, is fair. That's logical. Yeah. And he's like, "All right, security, take this man out of the building." And Adam Pierce is like, "Is that necessary? I'll take him out." And Nick Aldis says, "You know, you're right, security." Take them both out. Mm -hmm. It's like, ooh, you really want to do this? Okay, let's go, Jay. And they leave. And And we never see any of them again for the rest of the show. And Adam Pearce specifically says, let the games begin. Boo! Brand warfare, boo! Why is Survivor Series every year? Anyway. I have a question. Yes. Why is Jay fined? For showing up on SmackDown? (laughs) It doesn't make sense! It's fine. The brand split I don't matters care. this week, Pete. Yeah, I, it's fine. I don't care. But I do care because why? he did a normal thing that everybody does. So it's not like his beatdown was too bad or he injured someone or whatever. Because he like did a he threw Jimmy over a barricade. And like that's it. And then he got escorted out and fine, whatever. But then like, why? It's a total normal segment. And if he's not allowed to be on SmackDown, nor is like half the people who are here. So... Yeah. Who cares? Listen, brand warfare is coming back, so therefore the brand split matters. You're not allowed to be on both shows. I just can't. Anyway. Anyway, after this, we had Logan Paul coming down to the ring, and he says, I'm not the same man as I was when I faced Rey Mysterio last time at WrestleMania 38, Mm -hmm. when it was he and The Miz against the Mysterios. I am engaged now. I have a boxing win. I just beat an internet troll who sucked. And my God, if you saw that fight, he sure did. (laughs) And I've got a a billion dollar prime deal. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go and beat Rey Mysterio again. The last time I beat Rey Mysterio, Roman Reigns still showed up for work. Yep. L.A. Knight didn't have a job. Yep. One and a third thing. I don't remember uh, what the last the, thing he said. Uh, uh, Dominic was still Rey Mysterio's son. Dominic was still Rey Mysterio's son. 
And Rey Mysterio, yeah. get out here. I want a title match. Yeah. Rey Mysterio comes out. He's dressed as Batman. I don't know why. I thought he was dressed as Catwoman at first. Because <laughs> the yeah. ears were a little bit more yeah. cat-like than yeah. they were cowl-like. Yeah. You know? But regardless... Maybe there's a Batman animated movie that's coming out this week that I haven't heard about. Maybe. I, I bet there hasn't because I would know about it. But yeah. Anyway, Batman, I mean, Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Batman came out. <laughs> Rey Mysterio came out. I'm wearing a Batman shirt today, too. Batman. The Batman. Rey Mysterio <laughs> comes out and he's like, you know, you remind me of my son, Dominic. And they just say, like, listen, I want a title shot. And he says, okay, you you and me at Crown Jewel. And they say a little thing back and forth to, to each other in Spanish. Mm -hmm. They shake hands, and Logan Paul leaves. Yep. This was a very low-energy segment. And it took a while. It took a while. Yeah. I've kind of noticed that when it comes to Logan Paul's segments. Like, there yeah. were a lot of those kind of segments last year in the lead-up to the Roman Reigns match, where it was like, it felt like you could have said what you said in a minute, and you took mm -hmm. five. Yeah. You know? And that's fine. I imagine they're not giving him a script. No. You know what I mean? No. And but like, and like I didn't mind all. No, of, it was all, fine. All of the stuff he said beforehand was like good, solid promo stuff. Like you know, the last time I faced Ray, all of this stuff was different. And I was like, okay, he's calling out various people. There's there's avenues for different future feuds and stuff like that. Like that's that's all fine, good stuff. I genuinely think the the down point that could have been trimmed out was a lot of Ray's stuff. Yeah, because Ray just took a long time to say things. He didn't say much, but he took like really long pauses in between a lot of the lines and stuff. And I was like, I eh, just I don't know. There, there, there's a real lack of like intensity yeah this one it was very just being like you know you're like my son dominic and you both will have great in-ring careers ahead of you you're both very naturally talented and you both got a big mouth uh and he kind of said it like that yeah. rather than like, and you both got a big mouth and i'm gonna shut you up or anything like that. it wasn't any fire intensity he's like and you got a big mouth so at crown jewels gonna be me versus you like okay <laughs> all right cool you know the match is gonna be really good yeah match i would i would assume so really good yeah I will enjoy watching it greatly mm -hmm. at our live event. Make sure that you get your tickets to our live event. Come watch Crown Jewel with us. Yeah. My problem at this point in the show mm -hmm. is there's not a lot of wrestling. Oh, there's one match so far. There's been one match and three long in-ring talking segments. Yeah. On top of all the backstage segments and all the other bits. Yeah, and yeah. like, there's going to be backstage segments on these shows, that's whatever. If you intersplice them and there's a decent mix of everything, that's fine. But we have had the L.A. Knight Paul Heyman segment, mm -hmm. the John Cena segment, mm -hmm. which was very long, mm -hmm. and then this segment, and I was like, is this a wrestling show? Yeah, that I had the exact same thought. I was like, is, are we sure this is a wrestling show? Because there's been one match, and it was fine. You know, not very long. And we say that. And then. And then a, a wrestling match happens. It sure did. Now, I know what I just said. Mm -hmm. I know what I just said. Is this a wrestling show? Yes. And I watched this wrestling match, and I determined that the answer was no. Okay. Yeah. Now, I watched this match, and I didn't like it. I didn't like it for a few reasons. Mm -hmm. So bear with me here. Mm -hmm. Because the match itself is Austin Theory and Grayson Waller versus Cameron Grimes and Dragon Lee. Mm -hmm. It's not a secret. Not the biggest fan of Austin Theory. Correct. I will put that just to one side 
for a moment because honestly, it's like way down the list of the things I didn't like about this match. Mm -hmm. The other things I didn't like about this match. Number one, why is Dragon Lee on a nothing tag team in a nothing match just getting beat? He's just been on this main roster. Mm -hmm. He was kind of being built up a little bit a few weeks ago, like teasing, hopping over the barricade to help the LWO. Like, you know, that's something like, ooh, look at this guy. He's somebody. They're focusing on him in the crowd and everything. He comes out for this match following the entrance of Cameron Grimes, yep. who gets like crickets to these people. And I've been on this podcast for months being like, where is Cameron Grimes? Why isn't Cameron Grimes on TV? You can't just go in cold. Can't just put him on TV. Mm -hmm. Got to do something with him. Yep. So that when he goes out there and is forced to be the featured performer of this tag team match, he doesn't just get crickets to his hot tag. So there's that. Why is this a team? Why is this the losing babyface team in a nothing match on SmackDown? Here's a couple more things. This match starts and it goes like a minute and then they go to commercial. And mm -hmm. they go to commercial with Cameron Grimes and Dragon Lee having the advantage. They then come back from commercial as Dragon Lee is leaping to make the hot tag. Yep. Why in God's name do we have wrestling matches? You missed the entire heat segment, the entire build for the hot tag. And then you are just supposed to care because here they go. You haven't seen them face any adversity in this match. Cameron Grimes, not the other way around, not the exciting guy that's new that people might care about is getting the hot tag. Cameron Grimes has to make his own goddamn comeback. So he makes his comeback to crickets because everyone's been told not to care about Cameron Grimes on this show. Why would you structure a match like this? Why would you have this guy be the one making his comeback? And then you just dump Dragon Lee to the outside and the heels just double team him and pin him. Yep. I promise you this is not that hard. I have long since given up on WWE's match structuring when it comes to commercials or whatever. And a suicide dive to the outside as Raw rolls on. Yeah. It's been a thing for as long as I can remember. I can't bring it up on every show. But when you have a match like this, where the entire point of the tag team match is just cut out of the match and thrown in the bin, then I'm like, what is the point of any of this? I don't know what the point of this match was at all, just to have Austin Theory and Grayson Waller get a win, because that's what we needed on this show. Of all the three matches that we had, this had to be one of them. Instead, we don't get to see Dragon Lee doing anything cool. Mm -hmm. We don't get to see Dragon Lee doing a really good sell and a build for the hot tag that might make us care about the match. We cut out all the really important bits of the match, and you go straight to a hot tag with a guy who is cold as a corpse. Yeah. That's, this match was that's appalling to me. Yeah. I can't, I want to know who the producer was for this match. 
Calling you out right now. Can't wait for the Fightful Select report to come out. Hot damn. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was bad. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything he said. It, 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 like, matches are supposed to tell stories, and this did not tell a story. This was just things happening for no reason. Uh, and that's bad. In case you needed clarification on that, that's bad. But anyway, you said it all. So I have, I have nothing to add there. I've had that bottled up inside of me for several hours. <laughs> oh, now. really? Yeah. Couldn't tell. I just don't know what we're doing. Yeah, I don't. You know, know? like. Yeah. We're everybody on SmackDown is just not treadmill. Yeah. Like, yeah, it does feel that way a lot. And a lot of people have, rightfully to me, been praising the direction of some things in AEW currently mm-hmm. because it feels like. MJF currently has like six guys that are like, mm-hmm. got my eyes on you. Yeah. You know, Wardlow's got MJF's name on his tape mm-hmm. and he's beating people up and is angry and has turned heel and he wants his shot, whatever. Kenny Omega has said that he wants to face MJF. He wants the AEW World Championship again. He's facing Jay White mm-hmm. at full gear while dealing with the rest of Bullet Club Gold. Samoa Joe's cutting promos over here talking about wanting to be AEW World Champion. Adam Cole is a kind of an afterthought at this point because of his injury but that's always a running thread going with all this right now it's a storyline deal mjf is currently the through line of like six different things on dynamite what is anyone doing on smackdown yeah what do bobby lashley and the street profits want yeah what do any of the people on this show want what do austin theory and grayson waller want what does Cameron Grimes want? Other than maybe to get some TV time every week. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, that's just a a running through line throughout the entirety of WWE storytelling. Is It's kind of just like stuff happens rather than... Like, matches, to me, always feel like they should be the culmination of putting two two characters you have that then come into conflict. And then they the way they resolve that in other forms of media could be like a conversation or you have like a disagreement or an argument or you have like a, a chase scene or a fight scene or whatever. In wrestling, the way you resolve conflict is wrestling matches. And like, that's that's what you do. But in this one, you just have the wrestling matches without any other conflict. <laughs> They're just there. They're just yeah. stuff that happens, you know? That's not even taking into account all the people that aren't on the show anymore. Yeah. You know? AJ Styles was involved in this bloodline stuff, and then he got killed off of SmackDown and has been gone. Yeah. Where's AJ Styles and all this, and what does he want? Who knows? Where is Sheamus, and what does he want? Where is Karrion Cross, and what does he want? Yeah. No one on this show has any motivation. Yeah. Oh, Lord almighty. I didn't think this show was that bad when I watched it. No, you know, I watched fine. it, and it was fine. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, three out of five in my yeah. edited review. But when you really get down to the nitty gritty of this show, it is just like a flatline, monotone, white noise version of pro wrestling. I agree. You just put it on and I turn my brain off for a couple of hours and it's fine and I'm yep. entertained and that's that. Yeah. And if you want that, perfect show. Mm hmm. If you want anything else. <laughs> if you want any depth to it, this is not the show for you. No. So we'll move on. Yes. 
took a lot out of me getting all that out, mm. but there are a couple of things left. And thankfully, what I would probably say was like the best thing on the show is still to come. Because after this, we there was also on the I didn't write it down, but at some point in the show there was another vignette for Isla Dawn and Alpha yes. Fire coming back. Unholy so, Union the is Unholy coming. Unholy Union. They've laid a curse on the WWE Women's Tag Championships, and boy have they. Yep. We'll see what happens. They'll come back. We need a couple more women on SmackDown because there's been like five mm-hmm. last whole summer. Yep. But we had Kevin Owens interviewed before the show. They're sat in the bleachers and everything. Him and Kathy Kelly. And she asks him about being split up from Sami Zayn. And he says, like, yeah, I'm not happy about it. You know, we were just getting getting rolling. We lost our tag titles and we were maybe going to win them back. And now we're broken up. I'm here on SmackDown. But, hey, I'm going to try and look at the positives. There are a bunch of people on SmackDown that I have never had a chance to face one-on-one. Never had a chance to face Rey Mysterio one-on-one. Which sounds incorrect. Never had a chance to face Sheamus one-on-one. Also sounds incorrect. I have no idea how these things are true. Yep. He says that I would really like to get involved with a bunch of the Brawling Brutes guys and with all of the LWO guys and stuff like that. And there's a bunch more faces for me to punch. And he tries to go like, ah, who, who would you want me to punch on this show, Kathy? And she's like, ah, I'm a journalist. I got to be unbiased. And he's like, come on. You never look at some guys that are like Austin Theory, Aggressive Waller, and think, ah, they really need a punch to the face. And she's like, I mean, they do have really punchable faces. Anyway, thank you for taking the time to speak with me, Kevin. So we set up a bunch of possible things for Kevin Owens. Yeah. And it's him facing a bunch of people that will likely result in good matches. So that's neat. I like Kevin Owens. I like having Kevin Owens on SmackDown. Kevin Owens should be involved in good matches and good segments going forward. He will probably be one of the highlights of this show. He also said that the bloodline and he have history and will probably cross paths, which I do not need to see again. Nope. Especially with no Sami Zayn Mm -hmm. around. I don't need Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns at the Rumble for a fourth time. (laughs) Yeah. But I doubt that's going to happen. We will we will see where things go. I like this interview, though. Kevin yeah, Owens, he, he feels very natural when he talks like this. And it's just him just very seemingly candidly just being like, you know, yeah, I just want to wrestle these guys. I haven't got a chance to. It'll be really cool. I thought you said Canada-ly. Canada-ly, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah that too. Very Canada-ly, yeah. You know, very pleasant, very, very <laughs> polite. Um, yeah, solid stuff. Kevin Owens is very well-spoken. And then we got our main event, mm-hmm. which was Charlotte Flair versus EO Sky for the yeah. WWE Women's Championship. Now, I'm very happy that this match got main event billing mm-hmm. and enough time to be an actual match. Yep. Because I don't know why WWE has seemingly just been like allergic to putting these sort of title matches on pay-per-view yeah. or anything like that. I just don't understand it. Why isn't Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar on pay-per-view? Why isn't Asuka versus EO Sky on pay-per-view? I don't know why they're doing it the way they're doing it, but if it's going to be on TV, at the very least, have it be the main event, Mm -hmm. give them 20 minutes and let them go. Yep. That's what we got here, and I thought they had a good little match. I will say... I don't want to bring this up every time I see Charlotte Russell. It's very distracting to me that she has just decided not to bump anymore. Yeah. Yeah. She did they did like uh La Mystica where she's mm-hmm. supposed to take a front bump and end up in like a an arm bar or yeah. something like uh, that. Crossface, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she just doesn't quite go down. No. She kinda like goes to her knees and like hands and knees and then lays down. And I was just like, What are we <laughs> doing here? This is the main event of a show. People have paid to see you, you know? And I get it. Wrestling's hard and she's been around a long time, but still. Come on now. 
This was a good match, though. They ended up going to a finish that I thought got a pretty good reaction all the mm. way through as Charlotte hit a huge big boot that got a big pop from the audience. That got a big boot. That got a big boot. That got a big pop. That big boot got a big pop. And then she hit a spear. Mm-hmm. And I think pretty, you know, transparently was like, okay, and now we position you really close yep, to the ropes. And absolutely. now I'm going to grab the, yeah. the inside leg just so you can have your foot put on the rope, which is what happened. Charlotte hooks the leg. And then Bailey goes and puts Eosky's foot on the rope. And Charlotte's real mad about it. She punches Bailey, goes to the outside, takes her around the ring, throws Bailey over the announce desk. And I thought Michael Cole's only good line of the night came there where she gets thrown over and he just goes, you could have caught her. <laughs> it's good. Which I thought it was really funny. Charlotte gets back in the ring. Dakota Kai is distracting the referee and Charlotte runs, hits a spear, but Eosky has grabbed the title and kind of turns like this and Charlotte goes head first, spears into the belt. It's the old Goldberg into the steel plate mm-hmm. deal that Bret Hart did in WCW. And that's enough for Eosky to get the pin. So Bailey then emerges from the announce table. They all get in the ring. They beat down on Charlotte until Bianca Belair's music hits. She makes her return, comes down to the ring, hits a bunch of KODs, helps Charlotte to her feet, and the show goes off the air. So Bianca Belair has returned to SmackDown. I imagine we'll be heading in the direction of EO versus Bianca. I don't know when exactly. Probably Crown Jewel. Probably Crown Jewel, but hey-ho, you never know. They never put these matches on pay-per-view, except when they do. But Bianca is on the poster. She's on the poster. So so. it's every chance. Yeah. I really enjoyed seeing Bianca back. I Mm. think having her off TV for a couple of months did a lot of good for her Mm -hmm. because I think there was a lot of exhaustion when it came to Bianca Belair prior to that just because her title reign was so long. And I thought it was a good title reign. Mm. I wasn't against her holding it that long, or whatever the case, but there were people who were going a bit tired of it, and it was tough at the time because there were only, like, five people on SmackDown in the women's division, and it's the five people involved here, you know. At one point or another, you're going to just pop out Bianca Belair or pop out Asuka or pop out Charlotte, Mm -hmm. and then one of them will come back and another will pop out. So it's just damage control and the other two of those. Yeah. And that's your women's division. Possibly with a Shotzi running in- interference. Sure, yes. Yeah. But having now the rotation started again, where Bianca Belair is added back into the mix, is like, oh, I'm, I'm very happy to see her back. Yeah. You know, I'm excited to see her reintegrated into this title picture. I don't know where they're going to go because we now have to start thinking about like the Royal Rumble is coming. Mm-hmm. They announced on this show Royal Rumble on January 27th. That is going to, of course, lead to WrestleMania plans. What are we going to do with SmackDown women's title? Where is all this going to lead? I don't know the answer to any of those questions, but Bianca Belair being added back in, I think, reinvigorates things just a little bit, and I think that was necessary. Yep, I completely agree. I'm really happy that Bianca's back. Good to see her, partially just because SmackDown needs more women, uh, but also because Bianca's great. Um, very happy to see her back. Well, the match itself was real good. I liked it. Um, I really like the finish. I think it's because you could very easily run into the trap of just doing generic heel finish number three mm-hmm. with EO, as they have done before. Uh, but this one was like creative and good. And it's like, oh, cool, nice. A good, uh, f- a fun way to finish the match, uh, which was very nice. Um, I'd like them to give EO some proper wins at some point. I think that would be neat. 
where she could win clean sometimes, maybe. Who knows? Um, well, for that, but... you'd need more women on SmackDown. That's so true, yeah. Uh, maybe she could beat Bianca clean. Imagine! Uh, but yes, very happy to see Bianca back. Very happy that this got the main event uh, billing. And I'm curious to see what Bianca does next. It's probably just going to be challenged for a title in the norm. But in case it's not, I'll be excited nonetheless. Indeed. Yeah. And that pretty much wraps up SmackDown. Yeah. I felt like I went real harsh on it halfway through there. But I think it does just sort of end up being one of those shows where you start recapping it and you're like, boy, there aren't a lot of matches on this show. Yeah, not, not a lot really happened. A lot of it just felt like, tune in next week. Tune in for Crown Jewel. And, like, there wasn't much that actually, like, really progressed on this show in particular. Yeah. Um, not until the main event when you Not until the main event. Of course. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, like, there were three matches on this show. Mm hmm And, like, one of them was a nothing tag. Mm hmm One of them was kind of a nothing opener. Yep. Maybe nothing's a little harsh, but a little bit more than nothing opener. It was perfectly fine. Yeah, perfectly fine opener, then a nothing tag, and then your main event. Yeah. Which, it's not a lot, yep. you know? And like you said, there weren't a lot of things that progressed on mm -hmm. this show. It was L.A. Knight and Paul Heyman being like, "Watch Crown Jewel," and, and a, next I'm week, a, next week I'm for the contract win. signing. Yeah, like yeah. And then John Cena, you know, cutting a promo, fighting the bloodline, which, which I feel like we've seen every week. Yep. And so, in, in in so many words, said, "Check out Crown Jewel because he's probably going to be there winning a match." And then Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio was like. Watch Crown Jewel, because we're doing a match. And granted, I know you literally build to pay-per-views. That's literally the point. But it did always feel like there was there's nothing that progresses on the week-to-week -week TV. It just says, we're in a holding pattern until Crown Jewel, guys. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Is what it is. Not the best SmackDown I've seen. It was fine, though. That was all right. I gave it a three out of five. Yeah. That's just, I feel like I give every SmackDown a three out of five. Because they're all the same. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're all the same, except for when I take a week off. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns comes back. Yeah. You're welcome, Ollie. <laughs> you get the opportunity to work a Saturday. <laughs> That is uh, everything for the SmackDown podcast. I'm going to do a quick look-see and make sure that we get the rest of our podcast shout-outs because we have very special people to give a shout-out to, those being a couple of our $25 and above pledge hammers over at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. You can subscribe at that tier and get your own custom wrestling nickname read out on a show like this. So a big shout-out to the third wild Samoan, James Barefoot. Yeah! The posh squash that loves to mosh, Josh Martin. Yeah! And a shout-out to the wonderful mods that continue to do the most unthanked job here at WrestleTalk that we never, ever would be able to do without you. Keep us running, and not enough praise gets given to you at any time. So, big shout-out to all of our mods, including Andy. Yeah! Brandon. Yeah! CJ. Yeah! Gary. Yeah! Ian. Yeah. James. Yeah. Jay. Yeah. John. Yeah. Les. Yeah. And Rob. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Thank you very much to all of our mods. You never get thanked enough, but we will try. 
Thank you to everybody who has continued to watch the SmackDown Review podcast. Thanks to Pete for joining in and proving that one guy on that one comment wrong, where he said that <laughs> you hate me, and that's why we never do podcasts together anymore. It's so obvious that I hate you, Tempest. It's so clear. Listen, you didn't have to move off of Saturday just because you hated me. <laughs> it's only a small but, part of but it. But I did. Yeah. So thank you, of course, for filling in, Pete. As always, I have been Tempest, hailing from Parts Fun Known, where you can check out the newest episode of Fantasy Booking Warfare as Dan Layton takes on Luke Owen in the Battle of Triple H Retirement Tributes. Make sure you check that out over at Parts Fun Known, along with all the other wonderful content we have coming your way on that channel. And subscribe to the Wrestle Talk podcast channel so you never miss a fun podcast just like it. And make sure that you check out the Collision Review this coming Monday. Until then, I've been Tempest. That's been Pete. And that was SmackDown. Jam that jam. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.